Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, all you beautiful souls out there in the body and in the spirit world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. The reason why I said hello that way is because a long time ago, I had an amazing dream where I saw that in the spirit world, people can watch TV, read newspapers, and listen to radio broadcasts. And today, we have a very, very special show for you titled, Making Spirit Real, the purpose of mediumship with our guest, world-renowned Evidential Psychic Medium, Celebrated Spiritual Teacher, New York Times Best-Selling Author, Spiritual Trailblazer, and of course, our dear friend, James Van Prague. If you are listening to this show, you've probably seen James on Oprah, CNN, Chelsea Lately, or any of the countless other major TV shows he's been featured on. You've most likely read about him in People Magazine, Psychology Today, or any other newspaper or magazine sometime in the past 30 years that he's been pioneering, bringing not only messages from spirit, but the awareness and understanding of spirit to millions of souls around the world. You had to have read at least one of his over a dozen best-selling books. They're wonderful. And chances are you've seen him host his own TV show, Beyond with James Van Prague, or one of the hugely successful TV series that James produced, such as The Ghost Whisperer, starring the lovely Jennifer Love Hewitt, or the CBS miniseries mega hit Living with the Dead, starring Ted Danson. I get tired just skimming the surface of all that James has accomplished in the past 30 years. So I'll just quote Shirley MacLaine when she said about James, he's really a healer. He is the real thing. The real thing. (laughs) And above all, for Raphael and me, James has been a treasured friend for over 25 of those 30 years. I had the pleasure of meeting James the first time about a year before he exploded into the headlines. And of all the trials and successes I've seen James go through, I'm happy to say that he hasn't let the fame and accolades which he totally deserves, go to his head. In fact, they've made him even more loving and generous and wise. And that's a mark of a great soul. We're so happy to have you on our show today, James. Welcome. Wow, well, thank you, Raphael. Michael. You're just, that, that, that introduction is a show in itself, for goodness sake. Well, that I'm feeling very old, but thank you. That's very kind of you. I really appreciate it. Yes, we're, we're very well, close friends. We've been good friends for 30, probably 30 years, Michael. Close to that, yeah, right? Close to 30, yeah. close to 30, yeah. Yeah. It has to be going on 30 years now. So we must, have, we must have met each other when we were like three or... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was thinking two and a half, but okay, yeah. Two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we met in spirit first. <laughs> That's right. Well, of course, of course we did. <laughs> Indeed. And I'll never well, forget about um, the first time I heard about you was I, I was doing private readings in the in, uh, Department of West Hollywood that I had. And uh, people would say to me, you know, Michael Tamora. I said, no, I don't know Michael Tamora. Oh, he's an incredible healer. I said, really? Okay. And it's okay. Two or three people that mentioned, and Marilyn, our friend Marilyn Jensen, our, um, our friend, uh, yes. and she said, I'm going to give you, I just met with this man named Michael Tamora, and I want to give you this a gift, and that's what got me to you, and I remember that you were in that hotel near the airport of LAX, right, that, yeah, uh, I say that. that's right, and, and you opened the door, you didn't know who I was, you opened the door and you said, oh, hello, it's good to see a healer, come for a healer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like opening the door and this bright light is standing there. It's all good. <laughs> I'm, oh, an old I'm friend. I remember you. This guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What a time that was back then. Well, James, yeah. you've been interviewed more times than you probably care to remember. So let's get right to the I heart of the matter. Would you say, <laughs> yeah? Would you say that your life's work, the mediumship, writing books, media projects, and teaching? all have to do with making spirit more real for more people in this world. Well, it, well it's a combination, I think, Raphael. And, it, of course, it changes and evolves as time goes on. Um, but I think, really, uh, I think my main reason for doing the mediumship, and, and it, it really wasn't um, shown to me clearly, probably it's about 15 years into it, and maybe mm-hmm. 20 years, because I'm down by 36 or 37, maybe 40, I don't know. Um, at first, of course, I thought it was evidential details that the consciousness survives death, and that's what I went to mediumship. But as I was doing it, the more and more, um, I rec- recognized and realized that really the mediumship is one aspect of it. That is really an aspect of the phenomenon, if you will. Uh, but for me, and I can't speak for other mediums, but for me, it was my own spiritual growth, of course, and it opened up my mind. It opened the expansion of the mind, and I remember when I was developing uh, in the development circle, and I always get these images like it was an inverted forest, you know, and it, it would go up and spread out all around me. And it was just, that's really what it was. It was an expansion of uh, consciousness and mindfulness, mm-hmm. I'll say. And now, and it's really taught me how to be humble, as Michael mentioned, and, and really to live the golden rule, which I, I do and I teach my students that. And just that alone, treat others you want to be treated, really changes. You know, you just put yourself in that mindset and your whole life changes that, and that's that's the, that's the goal, you know. So, and 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 I find that I'm really a, a teacher, and that I'm I love opening up people to this work. I love opening them up to their source, and and letting them remember who they are, because I find most people, I'm sure you do too, both you do with your work, that so many people are programmed at the age of five, six, seven, to follow the rules of their parents or teachers. Mm-hmm. They it depends that childhood, that joy, that innocence, kind of gets lost, and they have these. You know, they they wanted love, they, and the adults, the big people know what they're the big people. They know the right things to do, and they're the rules, and we've got to follow them. And I think in some way that these little souls, all they want is love. And since the adults are telling them what to do, they're going to follow that because they want love. So I think people get involved in that, and as they get older, it's just pleasing people. It's a matter of pleasing people. And I find that people that pattern continues, and they get their power away over and over again. And then probably in the mid thirties, I would say. They wake up. It's like we're maybe six experience. They wake up and they say, "I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled in my life." And it's because mm-hmm. you're living somebody else's life, not your life. So that's the, my teaching has been really wrapped around that lately, past mm, ten years. Mm. And yes. um, I, I started my school, the JVP School of Mystical Arts, with that in mind. And but it's so interesting that people are so 
they've given their power away. And if you can bring the power back to them and have a relationship with themselves, it's like finding a whole new life again for them. So that's really yeah. what we're working on. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And so for you, the mediumship was a, was an avenue. You know, I mean, you still work with that and everything. It's always yep. going to be a part of your ability. But it was an avenue for you to get to what you're really here for. That's right. right? It's yeah. exactly right, Mike. It, it's yeah. a way in. Yeah, it's a way in. And, and, yeah, and I, I believe that everybody's a medium in their own ways. It's just like creative energy, if you will. Um, I think, as you know, you know, it goes way beyond our human comprehension. But mm. I, I just know. The, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know. And, and there's mm-hmm. so much of a universe and galaxies and millions, if not billions of stars. So mm-hmm. what are we? <laughs> a mere piece of sand on the beach. But <laughs> every single person needs to be here. Every single person has a reason to come down here or in here in the body. And um, I just wish more people would know that. Oh, the other thing I want to point out is also um, the spirit world, you know, it's so simple. The truths are so simple. But human beings make them, want to make them more complex. They, yeah. they, they take the simplicity and make it more complex. So I tell people, and I've uh, used this for years now, it's helped so many, that life is a series of choices. That's really all it is. It's just a series of choices. And it's based upon either love or fear. And there's no such thing as fear. It's an illusion. There is only love. But get that. Most people live in fear. And, and nowadays, you see walking around, and people, I, I, I call them the walking dead or, or walking spinal <laughs> cord because they, they're not alive. They're not, you know, they're not, they're living in fear, not living in love. It's sad because love is who we are. Love is our, you know, our creation. Yeah, that's why, you know, when, when that movie came out, Sixth Sense, and, and that whole hook line was, uh, I see dead people. <laughs> oh, I, I loved it when we went to your house uh, right after that movie and you had a little uh, magnet on your, your refrigerator door and it said, I see stupid people. <laughs> I'm right. I remember that. <laughs> oh, couldn't stop laughing. Uh, well, it's funny you brought that up because I, I, I live in a house in San Diego, as you know, and I moved here five years ago. And um, wasn't sure this was a house, so I asked Spirit to give me a sign. And um, I walked around the back of the house, and let's say I can work with this. I can rent some gardens here, nice property, great. Um, but the house okay, but um, it was a big house, but you know, it was okay. Upstairs was my office, which is great. And then the real estate agent shows me the next room, and it was a movie theater. I'm like, what? A movie theater? What? And TV and movies. And on the wall, on the wall was a poster with the lights around it. The Sixth Sense. So I said, Spirit, thank you. That's a sign. That's literally a sign. Thank you. <laughs> with, with flashing lights. <laughs> but, you know, I see people, but I really, I tell people I see live people because, you know, mm-hmm. we don't ever die. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so funny, Michael, because um, I was working with Gordon Smith, a medium from uh, Scotland last year, and some of the audience asked him about earthbound spirits. And he mm. said, Darling, darling, the only earthbound spirits are us. We're the earthbound ones. They're all free. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, I'm sure yeah. our audience, speaking of, um, you know, where people are when they're children, uh, would be interested in knowing what your earliest memory of spirit is, um, how it was some way made real for you um, more than anything in the physical world. And what was that experience like? How old were you? Well, well, really, Raphael, there, there, were, there were several, but two, two I'd like to share, which really would help. Um, I was uh, probably uh, one and a half, maybe two years of age, if that much. And I remember my parents put me in the crib, back room, 
And I was crying my eyes out because I wanted to be with them in that family room. I was crying. It must have been like 9, 8 o'clock. And every night when they'd lay me down, this man would stand in the corner. I saw this man with white hair. And he was holding some kind of a, a mobile, little mobile thing in his hand. And we'd play with that, and he'd smile, and beautiful eyes. And that would happen. I remember that, oh, gosh, uh, four or five times. And years later, probably when I was seven or eight years of age, my grandmother was showing me a photograph album, and she turned the page, and there was a picture of the same man. And I said, who's that? He used to visit me. And she said, that's her grandfather. He died before you were born. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. And since then, I've had, I know he's around me, of course. I'm sure I visit him when we go to sleep at night. You know, the, the unconscious goes over the other side. So there's a connection there, which is very interesting. And then the other thing that happened, I just talked about this yesterday in another show I was doing. Um, I wrote a book. Well, I walked to my office once, and there were all these children there, all these children, spirit children. And I said, okay, what are you doing here? <laughs> I said, mm. we're going to help you write your next book. I said, I, I, really? Yes. <laughs> and it's all about ch- children that pass over, the young age that soul passes over as a child, and why they do that, and what happens when they pass over, or it's your world like for them, and so forth. And it was really interesting. So that was that. But before that, if you go back to my childhood, when I was in second grade, so I was seven years old, I was daydreaming, which we do, daydreaming. And mm-hmm. this boy came into the window, through the window. His name was Andrew. He said, I knew you from the Civil War, but uh, okay. And he handed me, um, he showed me a diagram or some kind of a graphic. And I said, what is this? And he said, you don't know it now, but later on you'll use this. I said, okay. Well, when I did the, the end of this book, growing up in heaven, but 35, 40 30 years later, um, at the end of the book, I just wanted to describe the soul or, or kind of give a, sh- a graphic of what the show looks like, what the soul looks like. And it was exactly that image that that boy showed me when I was in second grade. And it was, um, yeah, it was just 144 sectors. And yeah, so that's the back of Growing Up in Heaven. And that, that's those are the two of the stories that I remember uh, that really stick out. Ah. And um, James, I'm really interested in hearing about your, um, you mentioned it uh, a minute or two ago about your um, development circles. Um, what is that like? Yes. Because I got my training well, a lot differently. Is, yeah, it, it, I find that, Raphael, in the, well, olden days, the past days of uh, mediumship, uh, people used to gather around, in, in back in, gosh, early 1900s, perhaps, uh, 1920s, and that was when they had maybe radio then, right, the radio. But they used to right. sit around after um, a meal, after dinner, and sit around, by the, and the light from the fire, the embers, that, that glow, they'd sit there and start speaking. And that's when the first development circle started, because as they were sitting there, they were actually bringing spirit energy in, and that was like with the first seances. And that's why we sit in a, a room many times in the development circle to red life for development. So it's interesting, but um, I, you know Brian Hurst, my teacher. Yes, uh, yeah, and yeah. Yes, and I went to his a reading there was a coworker. I didn't know anything about mediumship, and I walked into the room and his apartment, and he looked at me and said, "You're a medium." I said, "Excuse me, you're a medium." I said, "I can move to Los Angeles to be a sitcom writer. I don't know about what mediumship is." <laughs> and, he, and he went on and said, "Oh yeah, in, in two years, the spirit world is going to use you to help change the consciousness of the planet." And I thought, okay, this is too much. I, I heard California's <laughs> land of fruit and nuts. I just moved here from New York, <laughs> and I found one right here. And, and what happened was he brought through some incredible messages from family and, and, and things that no one would know, and it was incredible. And I thought, wow, there's something to this. I, gotta, I want to find out more about it. So I went to the Bodhi Tree, and that was a New Age bookstore. You guys are familiar with that uh, yes. in Hollywood. And I set every weekend as many books as I could on everything from meditation, out-of-body experiences, astral projection, psychic phenomena, and so forth. And I started meditating. 
I started meditating every day, probably 20 minutes. And uh, time passed, and I was working at uh, Paramount Studios as a paralegal. And one day, my coworker walked into her cubicle, and behind her was a, a lady, a dead lady, a spirit. And the lady looked at me, and she said, telepathically, can you give her a message? I'm like, what? And she told her, she told me that um, she's a visitor in Idaho. She had a yellow house, white shutters, and a footstool. And I told this to the girl, coworker, and she that's my grandmama. She promised me when she went over that she would come back and let me know she's okay. And, James, uh, we have a, a break they coming up right now. I have to interrupt your story. We will continue it after the break. Oh, the good ones when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, normally at this time we give a little ad uh, for one of our events, and then during the course of the rest of the show we will have you talk about some of the things um, that you do and how people can contact you. Well, our first break is here, and we are wanting to invite you to join us for a special Zoom retreat seminar event hosted online by our dear friends Wolfgang and Marianne Jaeger of Forum and Buch Hanglen in Lit in Zurich, Switzerland, Saturday, October 31st through Monday, October or November 2nd. Uh, the theme for the seminar is Be True to Yourself, Unleash Your Imagination, Open Your Third Eye, and Follow Your Intuition Joyfully. Michael will teach in English with immediate translation into German. Since both events will be online via Zoom globally, please adjust the schedule for your time zone. For those of you in Switzerland or Central European time zone, the Saturday and Sunday seminars will be from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. each day with breaks. And Monday closing and Q&A will be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Check michaeltamora.com for details in English along with contact information for the event organizer. Find out all the details in German and sign up online at Forum im Licht website at imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. We'll be right back to continue with our amazing and special guest, James Van Prock. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational incredible information one of the best books i've ever read inspirational a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose that's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer the award-winning book by michael j tomorrow beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary order your copy now at amazon.com If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. 
Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been celebrating making spirit real and exploring the purpose of mediumship with our very special guest and dear friend, James Van Prague. And I so rudely interrupted him in the middle of his story uh, before our break. So, um, James, I'd like you to take up this story where you had your, what was that, your first reading? Uh, yeah, first uh, from a spirit that I was able to give a message from. And it was yeah. this girl's uh, grandmother. And I asked her, did she understand about the um, the house? She goes, yes, that was her house in Idaho. I used to visit her every summer. And the last thing we did together was make a footstool cover together, which the grandma had mentioned. And so everything I said, which, which she did through me, made complete sense to this girl. And I didn't know what to do. So I freaked out. <laughs> and I ran back to my apartment. And, and I didn't know what to do because I, I considered, like, I'm a freak here. No one can understand this. In those days, there were really limited mediums. Even mediumship was not known, I guess, to a public, of course, as it is now. But I just freaked out. And I didn't know what to do. So I called up that Brian Hurst, the medium uh, who gave me that reading. And I said, Brian, I just saw this dead lady, and she gave me a message. And he said, calm down, James. Don't you remember that reading you had with me? And when they said, you'll be doing mediumship in two years' time, you'll change your consciousness. I said, yes. He goes, James, that was two years ago today. (laughs) (laughs) Exact day. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And my life has changed ever since. I mean, I had to make a big decision. Uh And it was my development circle. I got in touch with my guides. And they said to me, if you leave your job at Paramount Studios, it's paralegal, great job, and benefits and everything. If you leave that job and work with us, we'll always take care of you. You'll never be of need. Mm-hmm. And it was a true test of faith. And I felt that love within my heart. That energy was so powerful. And if there's nothing else on this earth that is that powerful. So, yes, mm-hmm. I, will, I will do it. And they've kept their word, of course. They've taken great care of me. And, um, and the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, and that's one of the things I've always known, too, is is when you're on purpose, when you are following spirit guidance, inner spirit guidance, and you're on purpose, you're always taken care of. Never fails. True. When yeah. you're true to yourself, exactly right, Michael. When you're true yeah. to yourself. Exactly. And, so, and so many people aren't true to themselves, or so many people don't know themselves. They yes. think who they are, but they don't know who they are. Yeah, and so when you were little, you had a lot of, a lot of uh, spirit experiences, you know, starting with your grandfather, and and uh, I'm sure you probably had your spirit guides around you and everything, and you get communication. What was it? What do you remember? What kind kind of got you off of that, and to where you were surprised when you had the mediumship experiences? Yes, I, I yes, I, I do. I, I really fell into that um, whole lifestyle of a, a student at a Catholic school, and uh, what mom mommy wanted me to, and be a nice Catholic boy. And uh, I, I didn't. It really was kind. Of, I, I put it off to like daydreaming. You know, I thought, oh, that was just daydreaming, because you know, just I, I was very much a, a down to earth person, and that didn't. It didn't even occur to me that was real. I thought it was just daydreaming. And um, then I went to the seminary to be a priest when I was fourteen. Uh-huh. And when I was there, I was really not happy. But I wanted to do it for my mother. There we go again. I fell into that whole mm-hmm. pattern of you know wanting to please someone. And it's interesting because the first year I was there, we all had to do benediction. The students had to go into the altar area and do it, sit for an hour or half hour and contemplate or meditate. We would call it a prayer. And I remember there, 
I heard spirit very clearly. It was a male voice presence. And this presence said to me, and I'll put myself in this room, you, you need to leave here. God is outside these four walls. God cannot be found in these walls. It's God is outside these walls. And mm-hmm. that's what got me out of that seminary. And that was also a very pinnacle part of my opening, I think. That, yeah. that was one of the first experiences. Because I always knew something was more than just a physical world. I always had that inkling, that feeling. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. did that because really bad. <laughs> but exactly. yeah, now that I think back, that's probably one of the first very um, pinnacle move, uh, memories of it. I yeah. think that's a pretty profound story, James. Um, yeah, being it is. You were 14 years <laughs> old and wanting to go into the priesthood. I almost, remember them. Uh, a lot as of I would say, yeah. probably finishing out something from a recent past life that, uh, you know, you were wrapping up, so to speak, and moving on. Yeah, but, but you became, you know, uh, you became a priest in a sense anyway, except not Very Catholic true. or not, you know, any religious uh, order or anything yeah. like that, but a spiritual leader. Yes, and true. teacher, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, very, it was very similar exactly right. when I was growing up, and I thought I was going to be a medical doctor. And especially because mm. in, in Japan, growing up, the term for medical doctor was sensei, which in Japan meant both a medical doctor as well as a, a school teacher, as well as a spiritual teacher, master. And and when I heard that and I saw that growing up, I thought, oh, yeah, I need to be, you know, uh, going to high school, academic stuff. I thought, oh, yeah, it's medicine. I probably need to be a doctor. But once I got to the U.S. and started in pre-med, same thing like you with your priesthood, I realized, no, this is not it. It's not going to be here because this part doesn't have that uh, educator part it doesn't really have the spiritual teacher part and and so I dropped out and went off on my own and found my guidance in a different way so it's very interesting isn't it but turned out really? to be a healer you know not a medical yeah. doctor <laughs> a different kind of soul doctor <laughs> a soul doctor there you go all you guys yeah well, all three of us yeah, all three yeah of us. it's pretty funny because as you're speaking I, I i've had this thought before that um you know when we do this profession we do into healing or what we're doing it's almost like it's it's there but the human has to catch up that, that's yes. got to catch up in the human got to catch up to that mission you know it's pretty funny because i think there have been lifetimes where maybe we don't complete a mission and and this you know the time we Set it up that we would complete a mission, you know. Yeah, we step in. Yeah, uh, you know, I we had a uh, uh, young young boy who was uh, suicidal for a whole year. Every morning he'd get up and and tell his mother, you know, I feel like killing myself today. And she contacted us and we said, you know, fly him over. We're, we'll have him with us for a couple of weeks and. He couldn't get the permission from his father and this and that, the other thing. And and so finally, he came over for a weekend and just talking with him, he goes, first thing I did was, was he had these cards. So, okay, here, give me a reading. We never talked about psychic anything, readings or anything like that. He gives me a fantastic reading, four things right on the target. Wow. Right down to, oh, yeah, you have a, a lower vertebrae out in your lower back. I had wow. just made an appointment with my chiropractor, right? He nailed wow. exactly. It was the fourth vertebrae up. All that wow. total accuracy. And then once I did that, he goes, you know what? You know, all those people who tell me 
I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just imagining things. I'm just fantasizing. I'm making up stuff. It's not true, is it? I know what I'm doing. And I said, yeah. And after that, he never talked about wanting to kill himself or anything like that. And, and the other part of it was later on, he goes, you know, uh, last lifetime, I was going to do something really important, but I got killed, mugged and killed for 10 bucks. Uh outside of a bar and and I couldn't complete my mission and I just can't remember what it is that I'm supposed to do because I know I still have to do it and one of the things I had to explain to him was oh well last lifetime you were in a completely different body different circumstance different parents different everything so you're not going to do it the same way but this is the important part you will complete that mission but not in the same way uh, in the other lifetime, it was supposed to be in politics. And I said, you're not going to be in politics this lifetime, but you're going to complete it anyway. And he goes, oh, he was about 13. He goes, oh, I get it. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's amazing. You know, we, we have to do it some way or another. Uh, but um, when – go ahead, Rafia. Oh, it seems like – this is one of the things we really want to talk to you about is it seems like we're all living in a time today when anything that could go haywire is going haywire. <laughs> what have you been seeing about that in relationship to the purpose of your mediumship work and teaching? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I've been asked that, um, of course, recently. And um, it's it's astrologically, and I'm not an astrologer, but I know from friends who are astrologers, that it's it's a time right now where there are there've been six planets in retrograde, which means that the, every planet moves a certain uh, cycle, but it just slows down. It doesn't stop. It slows down. So things change because it affects our body, affects the energy. So energy affecting the energy and slows down. Things speed up. There might be squares, which means two planets are close together and creates this uh, stagnant type of energy. Mars is in Aries right now, which is not good. Mars is a battle sign, and Aries is a headstrong. So it's a it's a not a good time. So it, it, it's all like it's never been in the, in the history of this planet have these aspects planetary mm. bend this way ever before. So there's six retrogrades, which is a lot. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of sluggish, a lot of um, you can't be like pushing a you know big boulder up a hill, a mountain. It's very difficult. And this is a transformation. I think this is exact transformation that Edgar Casey was speaking about, Mr. Thomas was speaking about. Mm-hmm. I think it goes all the way back, and that, that's what it feels like. It's a it's a purging. It's as one of my friends just said. When are we going to get out of this birth canal? <laughs> and <it's> birth already. <laughs> and that's exactly what it feels like, doesn't it? Like, oh, we're squeezing us all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are, are we? And are we, we having a cesarean? What you said? Like, oh my God, that feeling again. Oh no, no. But it feels like that. And, it just, I think, really is, uh, Raphael, when I've asked Stuart, said, this has been divine timing. This is divine. This is all divine. And don't let your human mind get involved. It's, it's divine timing. If you would release, people would release that in the human, that, that sense of fear, limitations, they have to understand the, the movement. There's got to be a movement. And uh, in order to grow, we've we got to see the bad stuff or the ugly stuff, you know. In order to heal, the first thing is to be aware of these things that are coming up for you to look at and be healed. And right now also, the Neptune's in retrograde which means things that are hidden will come to the surface to be healed. So it's happening in everybody's life right now. It's a major transformation time. And it goes to the end of this year. It goes probably to February. And it's been a hard year. Um, October, my friend calls it Rocktober. (laughs) 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 And and November 3rd, this is an interesting one, really interesting. November 3rd is the election day here in the United States. 
and it's also uh, the comet VP comet. That oh, day is NBC. Oh, yeah. VP. My friend said, maybe means vice president. Like, there you go. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Anything is possible these days, right? Yeah. Anything. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's a movement. It's transformation. And, and it's a good time for us to go back into our souls, into our inside of ourselves, and really uh, assess what we've done. If we're on our journey, what are we holding on to? What do we need to release? It's a good time to do that. And when it first started with this uh, coronavirus, I'd go online. I do a show called Soul Care every Monday. And, and I, I used to do it every day when it first started. And I remember Spirit came through and said, you have to go into your house. You know, they may be forced to stay home, right? And right. I don't mean physically. You've got to go to your soul. It's time now for mm-hmm. you to go into your soul, sit quietly and understand or become aware of what your mission is or what you need to do, what you need to let go of. So it's, it can be a healing time as people look at it with a different perspective. I completely agree with you on that, and I know it's been very challenging for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, do you do you have any words of encouragement for those who, um, especially, are hit hard by this? Well, you know, yeah, you know, Raphael. I think that number one, everybody signed up for it. They came back. Yes. So we're, we're yes. supposed mm-hmm. we signed up for this yep. test because we knew this was going to happen. Our blueprint. If we ever take this class, we will get over it. We will get through it. We will. But it's it's because push us to the heart, the, our highest degree, if you will, of spirituality, of coping, of perspective. And uh, we, we do have another day. We will get through it. Um, I know also, this might help people, um, the hardest lessons are the ones that make us grow stronger, and the hardest lessons are the ones really for the advanced souls. I will say that. Mm-hmm. So I've had many people come back, um, not, well, I'd say maybe 100 people from Corona uh, virus, mm-hmm. and uh, they were all were... Um, Every one of them were okay. They weren't. They weren't. They were okay, and uh, they were happy to be out of the body. <laughs> you know, I never once in my forty years of mediumship have I had a spirit say, "I really miss that body. I want that disease body." <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> my experience as well. I've never had <laughs> one of those. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> Yours too, right? <laughs> it's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Well, we're about to have our second break, and I know many of our listeners want to find out more about you, James, what you're up to next and how to contact you. What's the best way they can do that? Well, um, the best way to go for my school, which is www.jvpschoolofmysticalarts.com. Fantastic. And um, is that website also where they can purchase your books? Yes, the same website, and they can go look at the courses there, and they can enter a, you know, a question or my Facebook page, uh, or they can go to my regular website, vanprog.com, and, and register, and I can get emails that way. Okay. Yeah, it's, many, many you've routes. got an amazing website, by the way. Yeah, we <laughs> really you. enjoy looking at it. Well, Thank when you. We... It took many years to develop it. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's better than Netflix. <laughs> 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 well, when we Thank return, you, we'll continue with our talk with world-renowned <laughs> spiritual medium, author, pioneer, and teacher, James Van Prague, about making spirit real, the purpose of mediumship. See you in a couple minutes. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. 
That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamura.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Let's continue our exploration of mediumship its purpose, and its particular importance in the world, today with our special guest and dear friend, James Van Prague. Well, I'm going to shift uh, the energy a little bit and ask you a question that I'm sure a lot of people are curious about, James. Most, Most celebrities have had to deal with the challenges of harassment, bullying, and undue scrutiny just because they are out there in the public eye. And there's a lot there's a lot of competition and jealousy, but you've often endured even more than the usual fare because of who you are, what you do, and what you're making read- readily available to the public at large. What would you say helped you most in persisting in doing what you do, what you knew you had to do? Well, that's a very loaded question, Raphael. <laughs> break it down a little bit. Um, it's very true. I, I was bullied uh, from a very young age, um, and I, I bullied my whole life. Actually, even the, the seminary I went to uh, the first night I was there, they I put a mop in my bed, and yeah, because I think I. And this goes back to Michael Tamora because I remember and I was a short boy, boy, right? Still short. And I remember the first thing you said. Well, one of the first things that first meeting we had, Michael, was you said, um, "You know, you came back in this um, lifetime short because you have so much power that if you came back taller, you'd intimidate people." Yes. And that stuck with me, and that really helped, really helped the perspective mm-hmm. of that. That, that. That's right. That's resonates with truth completely. So I would say in the early years, um, uh, I grew up in an abusive household, um, alcoholic mother, abusive father, and the whole thing. Whole thing. And I, I think, of course, that makes you stronger. And you don't realize until years later, it taught me empathy for people and, and you know, addiction to things, people, issues. So it really helped me. And then the other thing was, because my mother was often... Uh, Intoxicated. My best friend, I met this lady who was selling magazines to my school on the street around the corner from my house, and she pulls up in her car and says, We just moved in. Would you like to visit my, your, uh, my boy about your age? So I became friends with Scott and, and then his mother, Connie. And Connie and I became really good friends. And I've always been attracted to older people when I was a little boy, always. Mm-hmm. I didn't like my age group, they didn't seem to have it. I wanted someone smarter. <laughs> and, and Connie was it. And Connie said to me something which 
which stuck with me, and that's why we're speaking today, because I never would have been where I am without her. She encouraged me, when, and she said, you know, you're a very special boy. You, you take, whatever she said to a youngster, she said, you know, you are a very special boy, and I love you for who you are. Don't, tell, don't let anyone tell you anything. You be yourself because you're strong, and you're, you're, whatever she said, you're brighter, you're light. And she's always supported me, and it's because of that mindset, I think, that, that gift she gave me. Changed my whole life, uh, gave me the belief in myself, if you will. And my first book, Talking to Heaven, is dedicated to Connie, because I would not be doing uh-huh. this without Connie, because she really gave me that awareness of myself. So, yeah. yeah. That's wow. That's, that's yeah. an incredible yeah. story. You know, um, my experience with a lot of people who have gone through uh, very difficult childhoods like that usually have, if they're you know, meant to be on a very strong spiritual path, they usually have someone who touches in with them and and helps them out in that way. And also, in my experience, all these years of working with psychics and very psychically sensitive and capable people, so many of them were born into very dysfunctional, abusive-type families, and uh, uh, that was their you know, training ground, <laughs> preparation, sure. yeah, and it, it really helped them dig deep Later inside on, of themselves, yeah. yeah, to to find the strength within themselves in spirit rather than something in the world, and uh, so once once each of these people I've known, you know, gets through that trauma and, and the invalidation and everything, boom, they're they're at it right out there and and leading yeah, and teaching right. and healing. Very true. I, I, Michael, I want to mention, Raphael mentioned something which I'd like to clear up because it's an interesting thing, the celebrity aspect. Oh, yes. Um, so what is yes. that like? Because you know, I, I'm on t- I was on TV, I had my own show, I've known publicly for a long time. And I, you, know, you don't know what you go through it, but it's so interesting. I've actually had um, three attempts in my life. You know, mm. uh, oh, one geez. was uh, once uh, sitting in my house in Laguna Beach, and I get a call at my office from a policeman in um, back in Pennsylvania. And they had a sting operation, and they caught a guy who had a hit list. And I was one of the ones in the hit list. I think wow. it was $1,000. I think it was more, I was really upset, not for the hit, but for $1,000. I thought my life was worth more than $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so exactly. I, so, people who look at me, they look at me, and I don't know, you know, when, when I was doing the show The Other Side on NBC in the 90s, um, I got tons of emails. I'm tons of emails, tons of letters, saying that like crazy. And all of it was positive. I had like maybe two or three, you know, uh, devils, you and Satan, all that stuff. And that, it wasn't much. But I'll tell you, people look at you on television, and it was a public guy, a celebrity who called that. And they, uh, it, this is very different than being like a rock star or a, um, an actress, or, because I have something they need, they really want, and the, you know, really inside them. They need to talk to their loved one. So I'll be on planes and they'll come up with flight attendants. They'll come up with, I know more flight attendants than mm-hmm. I care to. And, um, yeah, I've been reading some galleys and airports. And, but <laughs> it, it's interesting because it's, they have a perception of what you're going to be like as a celebrity. And they put you on a pedestal. And mm-hmm. I'm so uncomfortable on that pedestal. That's not me. Yeah. And now I, I might go on stage and just start dancing and crack jokes. And they're like, wow, you're real. He said, yes, I'm a small, medium, at large. And it was like, you know, <laughs> exactly. And even where I live here, it's like people think I'm a celebrity. I'm like, I'm yeah. not a celebrity. I'm just me. And just, you know, don't have those falsehoods about people. And I really do, you know, I find that. And not only for other people I know who are also you know, public 
figures. And I know them on a whole different level, like Cher, and very different than, which, but she's very real, you know, very real. And Cheryl McLean, and, you know, different, different, a lot of celebrities. And their lives are so different. And Cheryl McLean was a good one. She was great. That was just, a, I'm very good at observing. I like to observe. I was going to be a psychologist at 1.2. So I yes. like to observe people. So Cheryl McLean and I are at some, benefit she was doing uh, in Hollywood. And um, we did the whole greeting line, the whole thing with the photographers. Then we're sitting at her table, and she's acting one way to me, talking as Shirley. And then some other actress comes up to her, and she puts on her whole Hollywood personality, and it was amazing. <laughs> she's a really like, old-time actress, and she's working. This is how they work. And I'm like, wow, that was amazing to see that. But, you know, when you're in the public eye all the time, it's, it's got to be very difficult. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I find a very interesting, fascinating. <laughs> yeah, well, you've done an amazing job in that whole, with all that attention and with all the, because I remember seeing you the first time was, you know, right <laughs> I was before just that up. it I started. That too. <laughs> and yeah, you're going, okay, <laughs> what is all this energy? <laughs> and so. You, know, you was, actually said, Michael, you said, have you, have you been on television or something? I said, yes, because you, as the other side. And you said, um, all these people's energy are in your back. You look back, they were all trying to get to you. Like, can you take it away? And I, I don't think I knew I had done television. And you said, you've on television or something. Yeah. A lot of energy. Yes. So it's, it's great. Uh, and, um, you know, we're, we're in this place. One of the things I keep on hearing from a lot of people is uh, in spiritual circles and spiritual teachings, People tend to say, okay, you got to let it go, let it go. And But I do see often, every day I see people who hear that and they're trying to let go and they're, okay, I have this bad habit or I, I have this react emotional thing, you know. Or that, fascinated, fascination with a celebrity. <laughs> or obsession or whatever. And, and I know I'm supposed to let it go, but uh, how do you let it go? How do you let it go? Do you have any pointers? What what do you do when when something pops up in your life that's really difficult, uh, unpleasant or upsetting, and you know, okay, I'm just going to let it go. Is there any any pointers you have on sure, people who well, have difficulty? Again, the truth is very simple, but the healing makes it more complex than it needs to be. And and it might sound whatever. I don't want to judge it. It's, you know, I, I believe that we're all love. We're made from that essence of love. I don't believe in fear. I think, and I, I believe there are different levels of love. And I think fear is F E A R, false ego appearing real. So it's the, in the human, yeah. in that human capacity, the fear is. There. And I think that. We're all meant to be loved, and we are loved. And if you just have that acknowledgement that things are in divine timing, divine intervention, we're not here alone. We have guides that work with us. We have family members that work with us, friends, the yes. spirit world. They pull more strings over there. I mean, how things happen, coincidences, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. I believe that. <laughs> right? So when something yep. bad happens, you get a bad thought of something, or someone did something, I think that the person, number one, they have to stop. And they have to breathe. So I take the three deep breaths into your heart. Just in and out, in and out, in and out, and stop. And don't have a knee-jerk reaction. But be objective about this. What did this person say this to you? Or whatever it might be. Why is this happening? Don't, and sometimes don't take it personally because when you meet somebody, all their stuff is coming. It's not your stuff, it's theirs. And we have to choose, is this mine or not? And we have to be able to um, have boundaries and tell people, nope, that's not acceptable. 
And what happens is, like, I just look at the lesson. So when something is upsetting, I think, okay, what's the lesson I'm learning here? I'm, I'm going through a big one now. And it's like, what is the lesson I'm learning here? And sometimes you'll be in it for a while, but then don't freak out. Just go with the flow. As the Buddha said, which I love this phrase, you can't push the river. You can't yes. push the river. you got to let it flow. And that's yes. true. You know, life would be really boring if we had no challenges. But yeah. having these challenges really helps to grow within who we are our own selves, and what's our truth. And again, as I said when we first started, I'd like to see God in every person. Every single person is that spark yes. of God. And I like to acknowledge that first, and I will, I will treat others as I want to be treated. I have, and I always will do that. And that alone, to me, is incredible insight. So divine timing, everything's timing. It's, it's not about you necessarily. And breathe, be objectified, and see some of God. Everyone, and those are my tips for that. Oh, and we're areas too. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic because it also addresses, you know, a lot of times people go, well, I know it's all about love and I'm supposed to be love. And but how do you, you know, do that? And you just answered it in a great way where, yeah, it's when you treat other people as yourself, you treat other people with with kindness and and generosity and without all that you know, <laughs> or or obligation yeah. or anything like that. It's not from responsibility. It's not from obligation. It's just because, oh yeah, uh, I'd like to I like to treat this person the way I like to be treated, and I think that's a perfect way to start practicing being that love and and being able to offer. But also, that. Michael, you know what goes into that is um, this, when you have that sense, it's a, it's a sense of oneness that, that you're treating the yes. way you want to be treated because you have to because you're treating yourself. What you give out, you get back. So it's that connection of oneness. And this is another saying which I use which really helps people. Um, every day on your path, you'll meet a student and a teacher. There might be a student to you or a teacher. What are they mm. teaching you? What are they learning from you? So every day, everybody should open themselves up to that that experience, whether it's at a store, uh, in traffic, whatever it might be, student and teacher, and be willing to open up to that. Fantastic. And be willing to even have a child be your teacher, because I've had that happen a couple of times. Oh, yes, that's true. And animals as well, by the way. My, yes, my absolutely. taught me more about love than everything I've ever done. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Well, um, James, you developed and established your online school, which you've brought up, the James Van Prague School of Mystical Arts. Um, can you just for a few minutes tell us a little more about your vision for your school and what uh, what it has been and what you are accomplishing with that school? Sure. Uh, this is, um, well, I would say that it is a, a project of love. And it would be um, uh, something from four years ago. I wanted to establish a school, a place for people to, to learn more, because I could only do so many workshops, and I wanted this to be my legacy, to live on. So I came up with this school, worked very hard for many years, three years, with a, a person that helped develop it with me, who knew, knew about online schools or courses. Um, but I, I wanted to give people from their emails and correspondence what they wanted to learn from. So I started with courses on uh, basic things for me, but it was uh, fundamentals of the psychic phenomena, um, uh, spiritual life coaching, uh, mediumship. I have a mediumship certification courses. One course of 28 Days of Total Transformation, which is a great one. All this has been channeled by the spirit world. And mm-hmm. 28 Days of Total Transformation, 
you have to do it every single day. It's like an hour each day. And at the end of 28 days, you're a whole new person. And it's amazing what Spirit gave me that. Mm. And it comes yes. in the astrology. Um, I have Awaken the Writer Within, a writer's course, uh, which I'm starting in two weeks. And that is a course to help people get a book published. And I yesterday had two books sent to me from my students who had books published. So we had about a dozen books published so far. So, yeah, and, and uh, Life Tools are highly sensitive people. So it covers many different um areas of this of this life and people's gifts people's um, aspects of their soul well thank you so very much james for being on our show and sharing your light and loving wisdom it's oh, always thanks, a blessing thanks to for be having with me you. i appreciate it yeah it's 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 a, always a joy to have you james and to be with uh, you uh you've profoundly touched so many people's lives with healing and you've been a real pioneer for all of us bringing in so much more awareness of spirit. So, thank you. And oh, thank you, Michael. Back at you, Michael. <laughs> and thank you so <laughs> thank very you. much. Well, Appreciate we're at the end of our show now, so thank you for joining us today, everyone. We wish we could go on for hours and hours with James. We just love him. We hope you enjoyed it, and it inspired you further along your path of awakening. Remember to check out James's terrific website at vanprog.com that's V as in victory A-N as in Nancy P as in Paul R-A-A-G-H.com it's chock full of psychic and spiritual treats from online courses special events and James's blog to resources a store and James's school of mystical arts of course be sure to join us again next Wednesday for the beginning of our brand new 12th season of Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael tomorrow. It will be our 142nd show and we'll make it a special live in, live call-in show to explore your next step. You can call in at Voice America Studio call-in number and we'll give you a quick reading on what's important for you in your next step in life. Until then, be inspired Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.